Kristen Vancello is the director of the FGCU Complete Program at Florida Gulf Coast University. Before joining the Eagle family, she was the Dean of Bachelor's Programs at Florida Southwestern State College and supported students in the Florida College system for 13 years. Her passion for serving less traditional students led to the development of the FGCU Complete Program, which offers students with previous college credits accelerated options to earn a bachelor's degree. Kristen is a graduate of Michigan State University, where she began her career in higher education. Hey, Kristen, thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Tessa. I'm glad to be here. I'm really excited to talk to you about FGCU Complete. Uh, it is, I've heard a lot of wonderful things about it from many of the students that are currently in the program. So I was hoping maybe we could start off with you just sort of giving us a quick overview. What is FGCU Complete? I would be happy to do that. FGCU Complete is something that really uh, began in January of 2019 because FGCU has realized for quite some time that we really want to welcome the adult learners back to, to complete their education. And so it was developed with the intent of removing perceived barriers for students so that we could provide them with an accelerated pathway to degree completion, work with them and serve them in a different way, treat them like returning college students rather than first time in college students, um, and really personalize the experience so that they could finish what they had started. That's really interesting. So it sounds like there's a pretty big difference between working with a more traditional age student and adults. I think that that's a fair assumption, but it's not just age. In fact, I would probably remove age from the conversation instead of um, I would focus upon where they are in responsibilities of life. You know, is this a time in their lives that they're devoting more time towards their education, or is it a balance of time between the multiple responsibilities that they might have outside of pursuing their higher education? So, you know, we find that folks have to stop out for so many different reasons along the way. You know, they might be caring for young family members, elderly family members. They could have multiple generations that are living in their household. They may be place-bound, time-bound. They might be working full-time or part-time, but really trying to achieve that balance, but still fulfill their personal, professional, and academic goals. So I, I don't think that we can really call students traditional or non-traditional anymore. I think it's more about what is the reality for a group of students. And if they're not the type of student who can devote the majority of their time to getting their degree and considering a relocation to do that, or considering living on a campus to do that, then, then that's the type of student we really want to serve through FGCU Complete. That is really, really interesting, because I do, I do sort of think that people believe that, or have a vision of a college student that doesn't necessarily match what you're saying. So it's interesting that you you all have been working to redesign or rethink how you serve students who who can't focus on school um, as their prime primary focus, I guess, and to um, figure out how to get them done. So so how has the program been received? Do you know we set some really modest goals 
for FGCU Complete. You know, we, we knew the data in our region. We knew the data of students who had previously been at FGCU and possibly not been able to finish their degree at that time. But we weren't really sure what percentage we would potentially bring back. Uh, we know that we have a number of residents in Southwest Florida that started college but did not earn a credential. And so we really thought long and hard about how we would measure our success and so we set a modest goal of about 35 students that we would enroll in the first year of the program. What I can share with you is that we blew that goal out of the park and we more than doubled it. And today, you know, just under one and a half years later, we have served over 200 students through this program. Um, not all of them are here and taking classes every single semester or every single opportunity because they still have challenges that they need to overcome on a semester-by-semester -semester basis. And so I, I refuse to let any of them stop out again indefinitely, but you know, we definitely have brought a number of, of individuals from our community back to college and provided them with a different way to earn their degree. And I want to elaborate on that for you for just a moment. You know, we identified three specific degree program areas that we thought would fit well for a population of students that might come in with a number of credit hours, but not need you know, more of the traditional major requirements or general, edu general education requirements along the way. So those students that might have an associate's degree previously or have you know, close to the credit hours that would term them a senior in college. And so we... We looked at three of our more integrated and interdisciplinary programs because they have more flexibility in the curriculum. But what we've discovered along the way is that the model that we're using to support these learners extends far beyond those three programs. And so we've really uh, done, we've been diligent about serving every student that just shows up at our door. And you know, we've established some really great relationships, both internal at FGCU and external to the university to help students get on that pathway, you know, to give them this resource to help bring them back to college. So you said two things that I want to I want to dig into a little bit more. One is this idea of uh, you're, you're referring to them as stop out students. Yes. So what does that really mean? Okay, so there are lots of definitions of stop-out students. We've really um, developed an internal definition at FGCU that it's someone who's been out of school for at least one calendar year or three academic semesters. So they've, they've really stopped out. They're in a position where they would need to potentially reapply in order to get back into the swing of things. Um, but the majority of the students that we're working with are not one-year stop-out. You know, these, these are students that had started college anywhere from a year to 40 years ago. And, uh, you know, they accumulated some credit hours that really took them beyond what a first time in college would look like, a first time in college student would look like. So a student who has, you know, in the world of higher education, we talk about credit hours a lot. And within the state of Florida and in most institutions in our country, students have to acquire a certain number of credits to get that bachelor's degree. I hate calling it a four-year degree because for some of us, it can take 40 years. And so we, we really have a hard time separating ourselves from that two-year degree and four-year degree language. So if we look at credit hours, you know, that can kind of help put us on that pathway of, okay, where in that degree program are they? And so if someone comes in with 30 or more credit hours, if they're a full-time student, you can assume that it'll take them three more years to complete a degree. Um, but 
again, you know, putting that time frame on the degree is something we really try to avoid doing in our conversations with students. So stop out really means someone who started their college education after they graduated from high school or, or earned their GED, but they didn't complete a bachelor's degree. So that's how we really term a stop out student, someone who started but didn't have that opportunity to finish. Yeah, and it, there's a there's a sort of implication there. We used to call them dropouts, right? And it sounds like this is more of a lifelong learning model. So if you did stop out, FGCU is always there to take you back sort of thing. Is that accurate? It's absolutely accurate. And that's the message that we've wanted to share within the community and that we haven't really marketed. You know, we haven't done any intentional outreach to the members of our community. You don't see billboards up and down 75 and 41 that say FGCU complete, come back and finish what you started. Um, really through word of mouth and just, you know, students and community members learning more about this alternative way for a student to complete their program, we've had this success. It's been really a beautiful thing to, to see it grow as quickly as it has, and it gives us really great motivation for what we can do as we intentionally bring some students to FGCU through this program. Okay, so that is really interesting because it sounds like what you're saying is that one of the best advertisements for bringing people back is the people who have already come back and had a good experience. So it sounds like reputation and word of mouth is a big part of, of this work. I would absolutely agree with that. And, you know, even for students that were previously Eagles who loved their experience, when they were here and may have fit more of that traditional model that that we refer to as someone who was able to come right out of high school and live on campus and really um, participate in the student life of this rigorous and exciting campus. They don't know that there's a different way that they can come through the institution. And so their, their memory of the experience is very much embedded in, okay, I needed to be able to participate on campus and I needed to be there during certain hours of the day and there weren't as many evening classes or weekend classes and a semester is 16 weeks from start to finish and you know so if I missed the deadline to start right on time for August then I have to wait until January in order to to reactivate or come back and that is a shift in the thinking that we've done at the institution we don't want students to believe that there's only three entry points every year. We've worked really hard to develop six entry points so that they don't have to put off that goal of returning for more than a few weeks at a time, really. And so that's probably one of the most exciting and defining factors of this program is that we can admit students at six different times during the year so that they don't have that long waiting period between when they could start and when they don't. You know, Tessa, we just started some courses at FGCU this past week. And in the past, if you weren't here, signed up, ready to go by the day, by the day of the first, you know, by the first week, then you probably were not going to be enrolling at FGCU for four more months, five more months. Um, This past week, I've worked with about six different people to help them get admitted quickly help them get enrolled, and I've got three appointments scheduled for next week for students who are going to come back in October when we start that next term. And so it's just a different way of us thinking about access for our students. Um, you know, we've minimized some of the criteria for enrollment to be in line with 
what we're allowed to do with the state regulations, but not put it out of reach for a student who deserves that opportunity to come back. We have a lot of students that might have experienced academic distress in the past. We don't want them to have to keep going back and reliving that. We want to give them that opportunity to come back and reestablish themselves as an academic student. So it's, you know, it's just a different approach to the way that we can work with the students. Yeah, that sounds completely different from the way I I experienced higher ed, for sure. And I bet that, you know, with COVID even being a great example, if someone's ready to come back and they miss a deadline and they have to wait, you know, three, four months to be able to try again, life can change. And if you start to think about a degree in terms of credit hours instead of years, even if they life changed and they could only spend that one semester or, um, or term in, in a program, there's a, there they just added additional credit hours, right? And then also they may, you know, it may give them the opportunity to realize that they can do it and see how flexible it is and they keep going despite some of the challenges that always come up in life. Uh, so that is fantastic. What a great way of just sort of rethinking how we think about higher ed. Going back to before, the second point. Well, before you do that, I want to share that yeah. you know, right now, because of some of our students finding themselves without em- employment or students who realize, you know, I right now, you know, my, my work has been impacted and my, my hours have been reduced. They're taking advantage of the opportunity to take more classes in this first eight week period so that by the you know they're very hopeful and motivated that they'll have a position in place come October, and then they might not be able to take as many courses. So they really are loading up given their their current situation, knowing okay I can make this commitment for eight weeks. I don't have to make it for sixteen, and then I still have that opportunity if my life shifts to stay in school, keep making progress, but do it at a different pace. And if for whatever reason that hasn't shifted or they're still motivated to do more, they can still add some classes up until the point that they begin. And so that's been a really interesting thing to experience alongside the students during this time because of their change in in work. Okay, that's brilliant because, you know, I read the articles that come out and uh, it seems that that's a huge problem that higher ed is having with students stopping out, you know, across the board. And so the idea that there's that kind of ability to be flexible makes me wonder, is this the future of higher ed for everybody? It's a great question. And, you know, I have the the distinct pleasure of teaching a course for FGCU. And the, the topic of my course is current issues in higher education. So I actually ask the students to share their perspectives with me about this. Is, is this transition to online or on my time learning the future of higher education? And, you know, we talk very, very specifically about how you choose an online institution. You know, do you still look at choosing an institution that's close to you regionally or do you look at whatever's going to help you finish quickest or that has the most offerings available to you, or is cost the biggest factor? You know, we talk a lot about that. So I'm not the only one that would make these types of predictions, but I would say there's still going to be, there's still going to be a group of students and community members moving forward that truly benefit from the traditional brick and mortar of coming to a campus, of really acclimating to a different culture as they experience this growth in their lives. But we will absolutely 
see the trend continue and probably sustained during this time. You know, another, this is a horrible thing to even call a benefit, but another benefit of this pandemic has been that ability for more courses to be available to students who are in this less traditional model of learning, who are not able to come to campus, are not able to make that commute between work time and even an evening class on campus. So they benefit so much from that flexibility of remote learning, whether it's synchronous or asynchronous. And because we've responded so quickly and so well as an institution, we have so many more opportunities in different disciplines for our students, and they've really benefited from taking classes in areas of interest to them that we didn't have before. And my hope is that we will continue to offer the courses in this format, even though we will transition more to being back on our main campus, but to recognize the benefit that this has provided to our student population. So you actually brought me back to the second point that I wanted to dig into. Um, really quickly, you had mentioned, and I just want to make sure the point gets across, you mentioned that um, FGCU Complete started with basically three program focus areas. But it sounds like what you're saying is that, that individuals now you've adapted based on what you've learned since you started, and you don't have to just do one of those three program areas? So... FGCU Complete has two really distinct purposes. One is to help a student in the community, whether it's a previous Eagle or a brand new Eagle, come to our nest and finish their degree. And that can be done through one of three programs where we guarantee, essentially, that we will offer these courses in eight-week formats with more accessible learning options that include remote learning, include online learning, include hybrid learning, where they might have very minimal time in class together synchronously, but then the majority of their work is delivered in the online environment. And so we have three programs that have made the commitment to do that for students. But you know, we have 60 plus undergraduate programs at FGCU. And so there, not every, not every program has been able to transition or or seen um, the ability or the impact that they could have if they started to offer courses in, in this modality as well. So we started with our integrated studies program, which has been by far the largest enrollment program because it does provide students with the most flexibility. Some people refer to this program as a choose your own adventure because we really have limited requirements for this degree program and we allow and, and really force the students to take classes across the different disciplines that we offer at the institution. So many of the discipline areas have developed courses in the eight-week format following this model, even though their degree programs in those colleges or disciplines may not be available. So I'll give you an example. We have so many folks who have an interest in working in the health field and none of our programs in our, in our health our College of our Merritt College of Health and Human Services. None of our none of our full time programs are offered in the eight week format, and none of them are fully available to my knowledge in the evening. We have some online programs, absolutely, but they're all very limited in enrollment because of their accreditations and other things that they must adhere to. So, long story short, we have a lot of students coming through the Integrated Studies program with an interest in public health and an interest in working for the health systems, maybe not as, you know, a first responder or as a nurse or as a physical therapist or as a manager of, of nursing, but they have a huge interest in supporting the health systems. 
and helping with community education and outreach and helping, you know, in a leadership capability um, or role. And so we had approached our, our wonderful program leader in our health areas and said, you know, we've got so many students with these interests. He said, well, let's offer them some classes then. You know, classes have historically been limited and restricted to only students in that college, only students in their majors. And so this opened up the door for students all over campus, including FGCU complete students, to take courses from the health discipline. And they are taking, there's two classes that we put on our, our current schedule. And one is public health preparedness. Um, what a timely topic, right? It's something that is extremely important for us to be to be focused on as, as an industry, as a state, as a region. Um, and the second was, was infectious diseases. Uh-huh. So it was absolutely timely as well, given the current pandemic. And, you know, certainly is looking into the historical pandemics and the timeframes and, and methodologies in which we've overcome those as a society. And so they really are helping the students with those connections to the curriculum, but also you know, expressing that interest. We have EMTs in our program. You know, we have folks that do work in, in the health systems in, in more traditional roles. We have aspiring educators who want to teach health education. These are excellent opportunities for them to take courses. In the past, they could have chosen courses from a great list, but they wouldn't have had access. So that's an example of how you know, we've really seen folks from all over our campus see the benefit of opening the door into their discipline areas for students that are coming through FGCU Complete. So integrated studies forces the students, but is also opening up those opportunities for the students to take classes in those other disciplines that historically they've not been able to. A second program is child and youth studies. So child and youth studies um, is a non-teacher certification program, but it, it includes coursework that could lead someone to pursuing teacher education um, through the Florida Department of Education. And so this is a great opportunity for someone who works in community education, who wants to work in nonprofit education or um, community-based organizations, who wants to work for the, the school system but not, m- might not want to be the teacher of record. Um, so we, we have a lot of students who are choosing that opportunity, and now they have access to the eight-week online classes instead of, you know, the concern of coming to campus or taking classes that are 16 weeks. The third program is an exciting program, Tessa, and I know, I know you want to ask me questions, but I just want to tell you about it. It's our interdisciplinary entrepreneurship program. It ah. is fantastic. You know, anyone who aspires to own or develop their own business, who has creative ideas that they think would make a great product or make a wonderful application or um, just wants to test their ideas and connect it to business and management and organizational structure. Um, This is a fantastic program. And it, again, is interdisciplinary in that everyone is an entrepreneur. Everyone has creativity and ideas. And so it's an opportunity for, for people who might come from the health sciences area or the engineering area or biology and come together and, and create these experiences and ideas and test them. And we have a wonderful runway program on campus that gets a lot of notoriety. Uh, but it's an opportunity like Shark Tank where students can pitch their ideas to local um, philanthropists and actually get startup funds to be able to, to put their ideas into motion. So it's, 
those three programs really have the opportunity to engage a lot of different students with so many different interests. All right, that is awesome. You know, uh, right now, especially, I imagine a lot of people need to figure out their career path, whether they've been laid off or furloughed, um, or their industry is just seeing major shifts. Uh, the ability to have that kind of flexibility, but also get on a new path or a revised path is so valuable. It, it was all timely, not just the health services. All of it is timely. Thank goodness FGCU is doing this now. You talked a little bit about marketing, and I want to mention, uh, you know, the Talent Hub designation that we, the Future Makers Coalition, uh, obtained or earned last, well, Boy, time is, time is, I lose track of time these days with COVID, but yeah. it was in January. So January of 2020. Right. Mm-hmm. So 2020 started off with a bang and it was great. It's, it's taken a few hits. Um, but but um, tell us a little bit about the Talent Hub designation and, and what that is doing with regard to sort of molding FGCU Complete, which I love the fact that it sounds like FGCU Complete is very much a work in progress, and that adaptation and continuous improvement based on what you're learning is very, very clear as you're coming through um, in what you're saying. So so tell us a little bit about the Talent Hub and what that is doing um, to kind of reshape the FGCU Complete program. Absolutely. The Talent Hub designation is something that we have had a great time celebrating. Uh, to be to be acknowledged by Lumina Foundation as having innovative approaches and ideas to serving our adult learners in Southwest Florida is something that I never thought would happen pretty much alongside the evolution and introduction of FGCU Complete. So we're thrilled. We're thrilled to have received this designation and for the support it has provided in moving us forward to serve more students. I think that's the most noteworthy thing for us. FGCU is very proud to be part of this initiative in this region. What we're really proud about is our more formalized connection to FSW. You know, here in our Southwest Florida community, we have great synergy between our institutions and preparing them for that transferability and that, and that ability to keep going once they've met one milestone or even before they've met that milestone. And so a big part of the work that we do, and that is aligned very well with the Talent Hub designation, is to work with each student that comes in the door of FGCU Complete to determine what the best pathway is for them as they pursue their bachelor's degree. And many, many times, either being a guest student at FSW or enrolling at FSW initially is the right move for them, is the right step for them. Um, There are strengths between our institutions, and there are strengths that are are associated with each of our institutions. And what I mean by that is that FSW has had a fantastic reputation for all, for as long as I know, of meeting the needs of an adult learner, of helping them retransition back into an academic environment with courses and workshops and opportunities for academic re-engagement, you know, re-entry into math, re-entry into writing, things that we have not had a focus on as much in the past at FGCU. And so we really see that benefit um, of working closely together to help students identify the right pathway if their end goal is to be at FGCU to get their bachelor's degree. 
And so that has been an exciting part of this is just reopening some of those windows that we've had, um, letting the breeze back in with FSW so that we, you know, our main campuses are 13 miles apart. And sometimes in Southwest Florida, as you know, that's a good 20 minute drive, but other times it's a good two hour drive. And so, you know, we really are looking at ways of sharing space and sharing students so that we can really help put them on that trajectory to finishing their degree. So if that means taking some classes with both of us at the same time, we're making that happen. It's very exciting. That is awesome. Uh, anything else? Because, I mean, you said you guys aren't yeah. really marketing too much, and um, but it sounds like you're, I mean, if you have the capacity, it sounds like you've got some great things in place that the community should know about. So tell us a little more. The most exciting part for me personally with the Talent Hub designation is the implementation of Return to the Nest. Return to the Nest is our intentional effort to help former Eagles return to complete their degree and to learn about our accelerated schedules, our um, new majors that didn't exist when they were here before, and to put them on the pathway to completion. Um, it has, this support from Lumina Foundation has allowed us to dig so much deeper into data and to dig so much deeper into the stories of our former Eagles that for some reason left along the way. And it could have been for personal choice, could have been because of, of extreme circumstances. It could be that they wanted to try a different institution. But if they want to return to the nest, we want to welcome them with open arms and make it a much easier process this time around. You know, um, there are different schools of thought when you lose a student. And when you lose a student, are you giving them another chance or are they giving you another chance? And at FGCU, we've adopted the philosophy that they're giving us another chance. Um, they want to come back. And so there are some really exciting things that are part of Return to the Nest that we are just about ready to unveil. And one of them, I'll give you a sneak peek, is the opportunity for a student who might have left in financial distress to come back and apply for an incentive award for us to help them repay a balance that they might owe to FGCU to help get them back in the door and help them. A second piece is a second fund that really is working with students once they've gotten past that piece or who don't owe a balance to the university but really would benefit from some additional financial support. And we have the fantastic and outstanding commitment from our president and from our other campus and community leaders to help support the students financially to get back in the door. Some students might have, one of the things I'd love to say is that your, your academic history never goes away. So it's never too late to go back to college. You know, you don't lose your credits, and at FGCU in particular, we don't have a time frame on how old your credits may be or how long ago you earned them. You have every opportunity to still have them count towards your bachelor's degree now. So that's a real positive, but for some students, that's really not as much of a positive because they may have some scattering of, of grades that they're not so proud of. And so, um, you know, the academic past never leaves but that's good and bad. At the same time, we want to help them get back on that trajectory where they can qualify for other benefits and, and things that um, can help them financially as well. So how many stopouts are we talking about? How many eagles are going to return to the nest? Well, do you know how, how long we've been a university, Tessa? Do you know how many years we've been in existence? Uh, I remember the 20-year anniversary. Okay. So okay, it's a pretty good. young, Florida Gulf Coast University is pretty young. We are. So we're entering our 23rd year. 
Um, actually, this could be our 24th year. As you said, time is going by so quickly, especially <laughs> with COVID-19. But we're in our 24th year, and I apologize to anyone if I'm saying the wrong year. But in this, in, in our first 22 years, we had almost 20,000 students who started at FGCU but did not earn a degree credential. And we know there are a lot of different reasons about that, but what are those reasons? And that's a lot of students. That's a lot of people within our community. And, you know, we, we never want to see a number like that again. We're very committed as a university to look at what might have been the reason for a student to drift away, to welcome, not only welcome them back with open arms, but to really listen to why this wasn't the right place or the right time for them so that we can identify those things, look for trends, and make changes. We, we don't want to be an institution where students walk away. And we do know that sometimes students leave because we might not offer the major. And there are really popular majors out there. You and I have talked before about nursing and just the different pathways to get there, but they're very limited in size every year. And so there are going to be students that choose to go elsewhere because they can be on that pathway to getting a certain credential or a certain degree. We've grown you know, in the last 22 years to offer many more degree programs than we did in the beginning. And these 20,000 students that I refer to, we don't believe they've gone elsewhere and earned a credential since they left. You know, we, we have this great ability to nationally vet our data to see if there's a degree on file for that student from a different institution. And so we genuinely believe that these are folks that were here, but for whatever reason did not complete their degree. And so we're very committed to finding a way to bring them back and finish to help them achieve what they started, but also to take into consideration very seriously what they experienced when they were here in the past so that we can make sure this doesn't happen in, in the future of FGCU. That is so smart. That is just such a great, you know, two-prong approach to, to addressing a problem. It's a, it's a, it becomes a problem for the person, right, who had to stop out. And then there's also the opportunity to solve the bigger problem of, of for the actual institution, which is really fantastic. And I think that that's such a great model. Um, 20,000 people, I think of that number, and it all I can think of is all the data that I see and all of the times I've talked to employers who are just like, I can't find anyone to fill this job or we don't have the skilled workers to fill this job. What, what an, what an amazing opportunity to not only change someone's life, but also to create some more economic resiliency in our region. Mm -hmm. It's really impressive. I, I love that. Well, thank you. I, you know, we, as we've been able to vet the data, it's overwhelming. Do you, do you want to reach out to 20,000 folks that have been part of the FGCU community at some point over the 22 years um, at one time? Or do you want to talk to the students who you can potentially contact? And that's one thing that we are finding to be a challenge is your data is only as good as what you have, right? And we don't necessarily have the right phone numbers anymore or the right email addresses anymore or the right physical addresses anymore. And so we want truly to find a way to reach out to these students, especially those that we believe because of new programs in place at the university will help them graduate much, much, much faster than they ever anticipate. They might have started a degree in one area and if they returned to that area, if it's still their passion, they can do that. 
but they may find themselves needing five, 10 classes. Through our integrated studies degree program, we have that opportunity to apply the courses in a different way. And we have found hundreds of students that would benefit from considering that major if finishing it is their number one goal, who might need one or two classes to graduate. That's crazy. And in some cases, no classes. That so, is... you know, anyone who's listening to this, if you think you could yeah. be on that list, I just urge you to contact FGCU because we want to help you graduate. That's our goal here. Yeah. So anybody, so it's not really, of course, you're going to reach out and that there's, there are going to be challenges with that, especially going 20 years back. But Really, the the sky's the limit with getting the word out about this. I imagine there are a lot of employers right now. We know this, you know, this sort of mysterious position of first line supervisor is always, um, you know, on the top of the list of positions that employers have a terrible time filling. And it sounds like that is sort of the position above an entry level or or um, public facing position to supervise a team. Obviously, not being able to fill those positions create challenges for businesses to be able to grow. Um, but having a degree um, may be the key to that. And I could imagine that employers might want to join in and partner with FGCU to say, hey, l- let me look at my own existing employees and see who may have started um, but never finished. And let's work together to figure out how to get them done so that they can play a new role within our organization. I think that, that is pretty a pretty a pretty good pathway to take in addition to the reach out and then we need billboards too it sounds like. I would agree. Um, you know, it was it's kind of funny but when I I shared with you earlier that I really don't think that age is a true defining factor. I think it comes into play simply because Um, Many of us who mature in life have different reasons for going back to college um, than those of us that might have gone right when we graduated from high school, right? But it was funny because I was so honored to be the inaugural director for this program and to really help shape it from day one. I've been so blessed with that opportunity. But then I sat back and I reflected and I thought, is this because I'm middle-aged and now they think that I can can totally see eye to eye with the population of students that are... (laughs) most likely to benefit from what we're doing. And I said, oh my gosh, they don't want me working with 18 to 24 year olds anymore. Like they think I fit better, you know, with the, <laughs> with the population <laughs> beyond that. Um, but there's some truth in that, Tessa, because I use Facebook. I'm not as much on Instagram. I'm not as much on Twitter. You know, it, it's Facebook is my, is what I do. I think that our student population responds to Facebook and participates. I look at billboards when I'm driving up and down 41. Um, I think that I think that they're noticeable. And what I really would love to see are some joint billboards between FSW and FGCU because we are truly in this together as a community. We want to help raise that credential for our learners and for what we what we are in Southwest Florida. Um, we are not competitors. We are partners. And I think it's so important that our community know that and, and think that when they consider our institutions and how we can support them educationally. Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the future maker's spirit, right? And, and this idea that if we can all sort of align ourselves around our goal, which is to increase the number of skilled workers in Southwest Florida, we're going to get there a lot faster and we're going to stop stepping on each other's toes and, in, and then instead support each other, um, align. And the benefit to that is that then students become more able and employers 
become more able to navigate navigate the education system. I think I think sometimes those partnerships don't exist in the way that they could with employers who would be a great partner in this in bringing people yeah. back. Well, and I do um, want to share with you that, um, you know, through Future Makers Coalition, we certainly have started more of those conversations. And so, you know, our partnership in helping advance the credentials and the completion rate of students has to extend but beyond FSW and FGTU and include some of our other university partners and college partners in this area, like a Hodges University and Kaiser and Rasmussen. You know, there's no reason why we can't work together and say, you know what, students would benefit if they could take a few more courses that we might not offer at FGCU, or maybe there are specific programs that we aren't offering in that accelerated format that they could pursue elsewhere, but it would be helpful to them not only financially, but with time and location to take some courses through FGCU along the way. You know, let's not think of those as um, silos, but rather how can we come together and create that, that opportunity for students with allowing that flexibility for them. And, you know, that's something that I'm very passionate about. Um, we also have some really great employers in our region that have reached out through FGCU Complete to create some opportunities for their employees. So I want to mention two. You know, one is, is a big employer. It's the Lee County Sheriff's Office. And they want to see their employees come back to school. Um, in the past, they've, they've really allowed them to choose online or, or programs anywhere regionally, and they now would really like to work directly with FGCU to serve their population. So that's an exciting new venture that we're working towards. Another is um, Elite DNA in the community. Um, you know, they offer some really important mental health and health-related services throughout our community for families, and they, they champion for their staff to go on and continue their education. And so we're excited to be able to hear what their needs are and see if we can't design some curriculum through our integrated studies program in order to meet those needs and kind of help them get something that's more along the lines of, of their niche. So it's, it's exciting. Yeah. So it, it sounds like what you're describing and is, is a system, right? We have to start thinking of all of the partners that play a role in meeting the goal of increasing the number of people that have a credential beyond high school because we know that every day that passes it becomes more and more crucial to have a, have some sort of credential beyond a high school diploma because so many jobs require that but it sounds like you're describing a system and and instead of thinking about everybody uh all the institutions and employers as standalone entities rather how can we all work as a system to serve the student to ensure the employee has the skills and the credentials that they need to be able to fill the jobs and if we could just think like that more then i think we would see a lot more students succeed regardless of you know where they are in life in their effort to complete and I think that's just like a really exciting goal to think about how we can do this. And you can sort of see how it, we're headed in that direction with this talent hub work. So here's my last question for you. This is also interesting. I feel like we could go on for days. <laughs> um, and it's, it's really going to be a little bit more personal. So I, I am very, very curious. To, you're so passionate about this. So what what exactly has spurred this passion for the student population that you're serving now? You know, Tessa, I, I just I care. You know, when I, when I made the decision when I was an undergraduate student to go back to school and 
and go for graduate work that was in the area of higher education administration. I did it because it was my passion to increase access to education, to acknowledge that not everyone is ever going to be on the same pathway, that you may want to be um, the graduate of a specific institution along the way, but you don't see it as possible or as your future. Um, I guess I just always really believed that every person that comes to an institution of higher education is a person. They are not a number. They are not here so that we can say, oh, we met at an enrollment goal. Um, it is about individualizing that experience and listening and, and supporting along the way. And I have never in my career been given the opportunity to do that the way that, that I want. And that really responds to what the students tell us. And so FGCU, by helping support this initiative and this program in particular, and FGCU's support of me in a role to support these students and this program, um, it has been the most rewarding thing that I've done. And I've, I've been in higher education for 22 years, so as long as FGCU's been an institution. Um, and this is the most rewarding position I've ever had. And I never thought I would say that because my first position was at my alma mater. And I really thought that would be the best job I would ever have. And I would never find that success and excitement again. But I, I am reinvigorated by the opportunity to change the face of higher education for, for students and to try to get in front of the innovation instead of responding um, to see how others are doing it and doing it well. I want, I am a future maker. And FGCU is, in the grand scheme of things, a future maker. And this is our commitment to, to doing something that our region and our students need. So that's, that's really where my passion comes from, Tessa. You know, priorities and flexibility and, and everything aside, I think that you really are a testament to, to the best marketing for FGCU because who wouldn't want to come back with a person um, to an institution with a person at the helm who cares that much. And it's very, very clear that you do. And I think that, you know, understanding who our students are and some of the, the things that we may not always know about them, right? So a lot of people don't mention that they, that they may be struggling to pay the rent or they, mm -hmm. they got a flat tire last week and that's going to make it so they can't cover, you know, the remaining balance of, their classes or, or whatever the case may be. And I think that it's that kind of caring and personalization, which I know is a challenge, right, with mass numbers of people. But I really do think that that's what's gonna take, what it's gonna take to turn the system around here and, and elsewhere. So we're really, really lucky to have you. And um, I'm, I can't wait to see where FGCU Complete goes. And I really can't wait to see where this Return to the Nest program goes because 20,000 people having the opportunity to finish what they started in a way that works for them is really a game changer for Southwest Florida. I, I mean, so too. since Future Makers has started, we've added almost 31,000 degrees. We, we started in 2014. We really started creating the network in 2015. 30,000 over that many years, and you're talking about 20,000. Mm -hmm. that's, 
that's huge. That would be a game changer for our region and our economy. So, so I just want to say thank you so much for spending time with me today. It is so great to hear about this program and to get to know you better. Tessa, thank you so much. And, you know, one other thing I just want to very quickly mention, you know, you, I, like you said, we could talk all day, but it's not just about um, the challenge that they might have with that flat tire and paying tuition versus their transportation needs. It's, I had a flat tire and that's why I couldn't get to class and believing the student is not an excuse and having faculty and others that are flexible enough to understand that life will get in the way and we're not going to let that stop you from pursuing your higher education. And if you have a child who's sick at home, you need to be their parent first sometimes. You know, most of us need to be a parent first um, all the time, but, you know, finding the way to, to support the student's needs outside of the institution. That is a huge part of what we're doing. And um, one thing that I failed to mention about the Talent Hub work is that, you know, FGCU has never been really known in the system for providing associate level degrees. Um, you know, that's something in the state of Florida. It's Every state's a little different, but in the state of Florida, you know, we have two very distinct systems that certainly work side by side to educate our population. But one has always been given that task of, of awarding the associate level degrees, while the universities, like FGCU, focus on the baccalaureate degrees and graduate level programs and beyond. And so um, one thing that we are able to do is award the associate in arts degree, and that credential can do so many amazing things for students that they don't know about. You know, it could give them a degree that allows them to get a higher salary in their place of employment. It's a protection. Um, in the state of Florida, because once you have that associate in arts degree, your general education, regardless of where you go in our state system, is considered met. So you may choose not to go back to school for 10 years, but if something has changed along that area, it's not going to impact you if you've earned that degree. And so we have about 1,500 people that are on that 20,000 list who we think are eligible for that associate in arts degree. And my goodness, I hope that this broadcast reaches them so that they contact us if that's something they want to explore further. Wow, that, that's impressive. So, so, so what you're saying is that there, there are people out there right now in Southwest Florida who actually earned an AA, but they, they may not be aware of that. That's right. So call us. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that's Come amazing. Back, you complete. <laughs> a lot of jobs require an AA here. Right. So that would just be a game changer for for so game many changer. people and their families. Game changer. Wow. And this is just not something they would have thought about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you definitely don't necessarily associate um, Florida Gulf Coast University with earning an AA. And I think, you know, again, always looking at the workforce data. And AA is very valuable um, from a career standpoint here in Southwest Florida, given our, our, the, the industries that are here and the types of jobs that, that go unfilled every year. So, so that is super impressive. I'm very glad that you brought that up. Um, But again, Kristen, I just want to thank you for your time today. It's so, it's so refreshing to see us sort of rethinking how we do things. I love that. And that's the kind of change we need to meet to meet a really big goal that can change our community forever. Thank you, Tessa. I've really enjoyed our time together. Have a great day. You too.